0: Hey, and welcome back to One More Thing, a podcast where we go beyond the weekend and highlight one more thing to help you walk out your faith in the middle of the work week. And today, we're going to talk about waiting. Recently, we kicked off a new series called Altered. It's a Christmas series. And yes, I realize that's an unorthodox title for a Christmas series. But here's the thing. We've become so familiar with the Christmas story that we forget how completely unexpected All of it was for those actually in the story. Mary, Joseph, Zachariah, Elizabeth, we we forget how radically God altered the lives of these individuals in the Christmas story. I mean, think about Mary and Joseph. Their lives changed forever. They went from being young and in love and planning a simple wedding and dreaming about what married life would be like to suddenly being embroiled in controversy as Mary gets pregnant and everyone is whispering, Joseph decides quietly in his heart he's going to divorce her until an angel interrupts that and convinces him that this is God's plan. And then in the midst of this third trimester of pregnancy, a Roman census is called, and they have to travel, and Mary goes into labor without a hospital. I mean, God didn't just alter history when he sent Jesus into the world. He radically altered the lives of those who were involved in the story. And sometimes he radically alters ours, too. When you look at the Christmas story, you realize it's littered with things that we typically avoid, like waiting, sudden transitions, changes of plans, disruptions, even heartache. And yet God used all of these things to to bring about a great work of redemption. And he uses seasons of transition in our lives to lead us to places of transformation, too. But for as much as there's all this disruption and activity in the Christmas story, the story of Christmas actually begins with waiting. And that's where we have to begin too. We, we don't like to wait, and yet we spend so much of our time doing it. So much of the Christmas story is tied up in waiting. Waiting for the Messiah, waiting for redemption. Just think about Mary. After being told that she would bear the Christ child, she waited. And I'm not, I'm not just talking about her pregnancy. Not not waiting for Jesus to be born. After Jesus was born, Mary waited decades to see what God would do with this child. Jesus didn't start his ministry until he was 30. That's a long wait. And I imagine that Mary more than once questioned if she heard God right and, and what the point of all of that turmoil of this unexpected pregnancy, what the point of that was if God was gonna do nothing with this kid. And I'm sure that she waited decade after decade until it started to come into focus because from her perspective, it likely felt like God had just stopped working. And that leads to one of the things that we talked about this weekend, the myth that waiting is passive, the myth that nothing is happening or that when we're waiting, we're not doing anything. So often we feel like waiting is passive. Like when we're waiting, God has us in a holding pattern and and, and we can't do anything. And we don't like doing nothing. And so we resist waiting because it feels passive, but waiting isn't passive. In fact, biblically speaking, waiting calls us to be active. But what does that mean? So I wanted to share one more thing to help us understand what active waiting looks like. Here's the thing. Waiting on God is about actively pursuing God instead of pursuing other things. And I want to help flesh that out a little bit because I don't want us to be confused on that. Because the problem is we get frustrated with God, so we move on to other things. We keep ourselves busy with activity, but it's the wrong kind of activity. It's activity tied up in busyness instead of prayerfulness. It's activity tied up in work or hobbies or side hustles instead of spending more time in God's word and and with God's people. When we feel stuck in a season of waiting, we have a tendency to spend less time with God and less time with God's people, not more, because we're frustrated with God and we're frustrated with the season that he has us in. But this is the antithesis of what waiting on God is supposed to look like. Waiting on God is about actively pursuing God instead of pursuing other things. Let me give you a picture, an analogy to help. Think of hunting for a second. This is uh, hunting season right now, right, deer season. Uh, all uh, of hunters, right, uh, go into these little uh, shacks, right, these these blinds, uh, sometimes up in the trees, sometimes raised in the middle of a field, and they sit there and they wait for the deer to come out in the midst of this from the outside looking in it can look very much like hunting is a passive activity like you wake up early you bundle up and you just sit there and do nothing but every good hunter will tell you that there's nothing passive about waiting in a deer blind see here's the thing for a hunter all of his senses or her senses are heightened Their eyes are carefully studying the horizon. Their ears are tuned to listen for the the smallest rustling of brush. Their mind is not off on something else. They're they're thinking about the moment that they're in. They're thinking about the day, the surroundings, the weather, the, the wind, how all these things are playing into what they are searching for. And this is what we're supposed to look like while we wait on God. Ask a hunter, there's nothing passive about that posture. It may look it from the outside, but but on the inside, make no mistake, that hunter has positioned himself or positioned herself to be ready and to respond immediately if something happens. And so it should be with God. Even in seasons of waiting, when it can look like nothing is happening, we need to be ready to respond immediately if God moves. And there's nothing passive about that posture. When the scriptures talk then about this posture of waiting, it's talking about activity, not passivity. In fact, the scripture gives us three examples or three things that we're supposed to be doing in this active waiting. Psalm 5.3 gives us the first one. The first one is watching and praying, watching and praying. Neither of these things are passive. They're active. Psalm 5.3 says, "O oh Lord, in the morning you hear my voice. In the morning, I prepare a sacrifice for you and watch. So here's the psalmist saying that in the morning, I am seeking you out. I'm praying to you. You hear my voice is what he says in the morning. You hear my voice. In the morning, I prepare a sacrifice and I watch. So watching and praying, neither of these are passive, they're active. Second thing is we have to be seeking The Lord is good to those who wait for Him, Lamentations 3.25 says, and to the soul who seeks Him. The Lord is good to those who wait for Him, to the soul who seeks Him. So we have to be seeking like the hunter and the deer blind. Our eyes are peeled. We're ready to respond at a moment's notice to what God is doing. The last thing is community. Think of the disciples when they were waiting for the coming of the Holy Spirit. They didn't do that alone. Uh, Acts chapter 2 says they were all together in one place. They were praying and waiting, praying and waiting and watching, and they were doing it together. This is about worshiping together, fellowshipping together, praying together, having accountability together. See, the thing in Scripture is that we don't wait alone. We actively wait together. And in seasons of waiting, it's so often tempting to isolate, but that's the wrong direction. So don't wait alone. Involve others in the process. Let them walk with you, pray with you, encourage you. See, what looks passive to an onlooker is not passive at all. Waiting on God doesn't mean we're not doing anything. It it rather means that we are doing something. We're actively pursuing him, watching for him, praying to him, seeking him in the scriptures, and we're doing it together. So the question is how are you pursuing God during this season? What's it look like for you? Are you in the discipline of the word right now and reading? Are you in the discipline of prayer and speaking with him? Are you not giving up meeting together, as Hebrews says? Instead, are you worshiping and being in community with others? Waiting on God is about actively pursuing him instead of pursuing other things. So don't get caught doing something else. Let's be ready for what God is wanting to lead us into next. Thanks for listening to one more thing. If you have questions or comments, please reach out to us at nebc.ch/contact. To hear our weekly messages, be sure to subscribe to the Northeast Bible podcast on Spotify, Google, or Apple Podcasts. Be sure to stay connected with us throughout the week by downloading our app or following us on social media. Northeast Bible. Thanks again and we hope that you join us as we continue to make Disciples on Mission for Jesus Christ.